street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. Please follow me on Twitter at MagnaBosco or on Facebook and YouTube at MagnaBosco210. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. You know, I always loved it as a kid when my mom would sage me. You know, she'd do it over my body. And even, see, you know, even though I know it's not it's not the sage itself, I always loved it as a kid. And it, it made me feel better. So I mm. guess I would just perpetuate the nonsense mm. a little bit. Mm. But I don't know. I mean, why? Why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hi. I'm really glad that she came back. How are you? Good, how are you? Are you to me? Yeah, I was actually just packing up, but uh, I'm doing interviews with people. I don't know if you're interested or not. Uh, what are you doing interviews about? I'm doing street epistemology. It's where you use questions to explore a claim that people make because they think that it's true. This is fun. I just had a really good talk with somebody uh-huh. who was saying it was kind of weird. Uh, well, it was unusual in that. Their perspective was that if you have a narrative about what the situation is, then it's factually true to be the case. So if you have a narrative that there's an even number of pieces in this container and we count them up, we count up the total number of pieces and we actually come up with an odd number, the narrative is correct. The narrative that was previously established? The previously established narrative is going to be factually true, even though we can demonstrate by counting... That it's not true? That it's... Yeah, that it's not true. Okay. Yeah, it's really interesting. That is interesting. I yeah. don't understand how... Or is it just... What well, we were trying to unpack that. Okay, and, and the yeah. way that I go about unpacking it is to ask questions. Okay. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, that was actually kind of a different topic. What, what I usually get into, I don't know if you're interested, but... Yeah. I have, I, how long? I have a little bit of time. I set a timer for four minutes. Okay, do. Let's do it. We don't do it. Can I get you to go stand yes. in the shade and record you and all that stuff? Sure. Okay. Do I look okay? I think it looks fine. Okay. Yeah, you look great. Do I look okay? Because I'm going to put a camera on me, too. Oh, fine. Not too sweaty, even though it's pretty hot. I'm out. pretty sweaty. You're not, you don't look that sweaty. <laughs> Thank you. The... I didn't really... Let me, let me sort of explain what I'm doing here better because that was like a very specific example Mm -hmm. the idea here is to pick a claim that you think is true and then I want to explore it with you by asking questions okay so maybe you light sage in your apartment to scare away the evil spirits I do do that do you do that okay I do even though I don't I don't know I don't really believe in it but if I feel like there is if I feel energy then I like to light it okay see that would be a really fun example to walk through okay can I get your first name? Sure, Victoria. Okay, my name is Anthony. Nice to meet you, Anthony. Very nice to meet you, too. Have you seen me out here before or anything? I haven't. Are you doing this for research or just, nope. just for fun? It's a hobby. Oh, fun. Okay. It's a hobby at this point. <laughs> We're trying to take it beyond hobby. Yeah. Well, hopefully this, this helps. I think it might, for sure. Um, now, we can explore your claim that you... Th- you said something really interesting there. Like you act. This is what I'm interested in. Okay. People that hold beliefs because they're pretty sure that they're true, mm-hmm. to the point where they behave differently. Right. And, and it sounds like you you raised this really great example where you actually will light mm-hmm. sage or something. I do. Yeah, I burn sage in the house. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
But then you said something interesting, like I, I don't. Yeah. yeah, like I don't really believe it, or you know, I don't. But I, but because I don't. It's like I don't really believe in spirits and stuff, but I do. Like if I feel uneasy, you know, anxiety. If I feel like there's an energy in the house that mm-hmm. I want to clear, mm-hmm. and sometimes I feel like it might be like some something's in my house. But so mm-hmm. then I light the sage. I do all the even mm-hmm. the windows, the doors, and stuff. So I guess, yeah. and I, I think it clears the energy. You know, whether that's, you know, because I believe it, it makes it clear the energy. You know, like placebo effect or. Mm-hmm. Or because it actually does, you know, because aromatherapy can be really calming. And... If I understand what you're saying, mm-hmm. during times of um, maybe you're feeling a little anxious or uneasy, you'll light sage, and then after doing it, regardless of what you think you might be doing with the sage, uh-huh. at the end of it, you you don't feel as uneasy or as anxious. Yeah, yeah, because I and that's like real. Something. That yeah. the feelings that have changed from point A to B mm-hmm. are real. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's, it's like a genuine impact on my mental state. Yeah. yeah. But why? Why? Yeah. And here's what I'm wondering. Let's say you decided the next time that you're feeling anxious and you're feeling the urge to light sage and walk through your, I don't know what your process is, uh-huh. but you decided, you know what, this time I'm not even going to light it. I'm going to just walk through the apartment. Yeah. Do you think that you would feel the same way afterwards like would you, would you feel the anxiety going away and that type of thing yeah because i feel like it's like ritual it's like a ritual even though you weren't actually emitting even really an odor it. yeah just like hmm. you know doing this and uh-huh. oh doing that because it's it's calming hmm. so it's i guess it's more about like the the ritual of it than it is really even the smoke clearing the energy because i you know that's that's definitely that's probably not you know what it is okay which i hadn't thought about which you haven't thought about i hadn't thought about okay until now until now yeah Mm because i just you know uh, we always used to burn sage at my home okay Mm -hmm. let's say now let's change the hypothetical next time you're feeling a little anxious and you're feeling the urge to start walking through your apartment Mm -hmm. with um with either a a, a, what are they called sage is it yeah it's like uh isn't it a stick or can I call it a stick? probably a word for it. A bundle, maybe? <laughs> a bundle. So next time, rather than walking through the bundle either lit or even unlit, you decide to walk through the apartment uh, holding a, uh, an invisible uh, bundle. Right. And, it. and you're pretend. Yeah, let's say you actually pretend that it's lit and that it's emitting the odor and you walk through the apartment. Do you think that your anxiety would be gone by the end of that? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I because maybe the intention of it, maybe it's less, you know, about the sage and it's more about the intention of like me trying to work through it. So I feel like, yeah, even even without the sage, I'm trying to imagine myself like the way that I'm feeling. Yeah. I feel like confronting it head on, you know, and so, like, because when I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling like there's something in the house, like I'm just, I try to ignore it, but like actively, you know, walking around the house hmm. and like, setting that intention like look there's nothing here I'm oh i see i see I, could, I feel like that could clear it although the sage is like a little it's like a little protective stick you know i'm like oh, look, uh-huh. i have sage nothing can hurt yeah me. there's something in my hand to like mm-hmm. you know just in case yeah like, almost like a weapon or yeah. uh something it's like a blanket hmm. like a you know what i mean hmm. I know. i'm trying to i'm trying to like a blanket or yeah do you th- think that there might be people who find themselves facing anxiety and don't go so far as to 
buy a bundle and light it on fire and walk through the apartment and then but they're able to still find a way to get through their anxiety and and be just as satiated perhaps by the end of the the process but not going through the process like no coping mechanism do you mean or like finding different coping mechanisms to do it let me, let me just keep it really broad. Uh-huh. How do you think a person can get through anxious moments and get to the other side of it without having to incorporate lighting sage and walking through their apartment? Uh, I feel like there's a lot of techniques, just any sort of like groundingness, because that's kind of like what sage is. It's it's like a grounding thing, you know, like hmm. you, you have something, you're smelling it, you're watching the smoke. Like what I do is I trace the outline of the doorways because that's kind of, that's what the ritual is. You trace the doorway, you do the windows, you kind of sage all the entries to the home. Mm-hmm. And that's like a grounding thing. It's kind of like um, establishing your perimeter and being like, hmm. you know what I mean? I do because I do something similar, but I don't walk around through my house with sage. Uh-huh. I Like at night, I go around and I make sure like all the doors are locked. Right. Is the, is the outdoor light on? Have I set the alarm? Did I put the chair by the back door to make sure that my kids don't go out and trigger the alarm? So I kind of go through a similar exercise, I suppose. And maybe by the end of it, I do actually feel a little bit more calm. Secure, right? Secure, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely I close all the windows at night. I don't mm-hmm. check all the doors, though, and I should do that. Is this action that you're currently doing... You, you mentioned like a, a coping mechanism, you said coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. Is this a coping mechanism that you think that you will need from now on to the end of your life? Or is it something that you think that you could, you could possibly outgrow and still find your way through difficult times? I think I could outgrow it because, mm. I mean, you know, if I, if I didn't have Sage, for example, and, you know, thinking, of, thinking about it critically, you know, as we've done here, like I, I think, you know, I see now that it's not just, you know what I mean? It's like, um, like I could find another way to work through it, you know, mm. if I, I think, I think I could outgrow it or, you know, especially because it's a little bit rooted in like childish fears of like, oh, there's something in my house, or, mm. you know? And I think, I think that my internal anxiety, once my dad told me my internal anxiety manifests as an external threat, mm. I feel like there's something in my house. He said, it's probably because you're stressed, you know? Mm. So I feel like. Dealing, I could deal with it in a different way. That's not necessarily, you know, smoking the house up, you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, well, good. Well, I think that that was a really good conversation, and this is always a good time of the of the conversation where if you want to know where I stand on this claim, or why I'm out here, or anything along those lines, if you want to know what I'm doing, yeah. I'd be more than happy to explain it to you now at this point. Yeah. What are you doing? Honestly, what's what's the whole what's the process? What are you doing it for? Well. You, you, you almost verbalized exactly what I'm doing. You said something like, now that I'm thinking about it, uh-huh. I'm looking at it in a different way. Maybe I'm, I don't want to put words in your mouth, no, but it was yeah. something along those lines. And that's what I want to try to do. I want to encourage people to think about the beliefs that they're holding mm-hmm. to see why they're holding them. Right. Do you have a good reason for thinking that it's true? And in your instance, you gave a really good reason. Mm-hmm. Like, well, when I do this action, I end up feeling better as a result. However... I could possibly see myself not doing that action and still not feeling anxious. Right. So it leads me to wonder in this situation or others, then why actually believe that if I need, that I have to walk around with sage through my, my apartment Mm -hmm. to achieve the same result. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's, 
to answer your question, it's to help people think about those thoughts that they have that they may have never thought about before right. in a critical way. Mm-hmm. Something that we've always just, you know, held right. in our head and never examined, like why we exactly. do that, why we think. Exactly. Yeah. And are there other ways to achieve the same thing without having to incorporate a tradition mm-hmm. or maybe something that isn't real? Yeah. Like maybe they're, you know, yeah. Yeah, because... Are there, are there really spirits that you're chasing away, or is this a coping mechanism? Yeah, exactly. To, yeah. Because yeah. even I, I know, I recognize on an intellectual level that there's there's no spirits in my house. That's ridiculous. I don't believe mm. in spirits, mm. but I still do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I have to think about it critically. Why am I doing it, you know? Sure. Yeah. Can I ask you one last question? Of course. And then we'll wrap it up, and then I'll give you my card and a magnet and a mm-hmm. gift and everything. Let's say yeah. it's... It's in the future, and now you're starting to think about having a family and raising kids. Mm-hmm. Is this something that, let's say now your daughter is coming up to you and saying, I'm starting to feel some anxiety. What advice would you have for them? Would you be advising that they light sage and walk through the house or, or something else, perhaps? Um, I don't know. I mean, I could because it it's grounding to me. I mean, I would advise any sort of grounding technique, but I think I might, you know, I always loved it as a kid when my mom would sage me. You know, she'd do it over my body. And even, see, you know, even though I know it's not it's not the sage itself, I always loved it as a kid. And it, it made me feel better. So I mm. guess I would just perpetuate the nonsense mm. a little bit. Mm. But I don't know. I mean, why? Why? What benefit are you really getting from the action? Because I could think... Yeah, if my mom was doing this big ritual and I was the center of the attention and yeah. like, you know, she put down her all her, she's a very hardworking person and she set all that aside to yeah. focus on me for this thing. I could see how that might stay with me mm-hmm. for sure. Right. Even if it's not really the sage itself helping, it's the attention and the, and the love and the care and the taking a moment to just kind of like exist. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know, when you get sage, you just kind of stand there, beat it in. And then it's cleared. cleared. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I guess maybe I wouldn't, you know, just kind of like focus on some grounding techniques. That is like a fly. Where's he at? He flew away now that you oh. looked at him. He got scared. He's like, oh shit. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. Maybe we should sage him away. Yeah, no kidding. All right, well that was really great. Any more questions for me? No, I, I got I got a jet. Okay. Honestly. There's my so a magnet mm-hmm. with what I'm doing. If you search for that on YouTube or whatever, you'll see examples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's my card, and then I have this puzzle piece. There's a red one in my bag, but would you like to have one of the three pieces as a gift? Yeah, sure. There you go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the yellow. Go yellow. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're this welcome. Really. It was fun. It was interesting. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. And there's no obligation to come back for subsequent talks, but if you'd like to. You can come up here and we'll chat some more about it. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. It was really... The video turns out okay. It was my pleasure. Thank you. The Street Epistemology Podcast is a production of Street Epistemology International. You can donate or learn more about this nonprofit organization at streetepistemologyinternational.org. The views, guests, and topics expressed here or not expressed here do not necessarily represent those of the organization. 